0: bad
1: and bullshit. welcome to the bad and bitchy podcast i'm Aaron. and i'm erica happy misogynist of the week erica
0: oh this one's gonna be something
1: it's going to be a little spicy, and actually, it's extremely topical, and I think we're really lucky to be recording on the day we are.
0: Yes. <laughs> so we're, go- <laughs> <laughs> we're recording on Monday, and
1: what was the big news Monday morning, Aaron? It was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock across the damn face. Slap! Like Rick James. (laughs) Yes. And so, of course, unless you've been living under a rock, this event took place at the 94th Oscars on Sunday evening. And during the event, Chris came on to present an award and made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's bald head and made a joke about G.I. Jane too. And in case you didn't know, Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from alopecia, which is an autoimmune disease that can cause baldness or can prevent hair growth in certain areas. After the joke was made, Jada was like very unimpressed with it. Will kind of laughed and then realized, I think what happened, went on the stage, slapped Chris Rock, came back down. Chris kind of said, "Ah aha, Will Smith just smacked me, ha ha. And Will Smith retorted, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And he said it two times. The I think North American networks were quite quick to hit the uh, hit the silence button and bleep that out. But international outlets didn't. So there are clips of it online to so hear the full uncensored version. And then after Will Smith won for best actor for playing... Um, Richard Williams in the movie King Richard, which is a very lovely movie. I encourage you to see it. And during his speech, Smith apologized to the Academy and his fellow nominees for his actions, but did not mention Chris Rock. The LAPD issued a statement noting that- What? That Chris Rock- had what? The who? (laughs) Hold on. Chris Rock declined to file a police report about the incident, but they did note that Rock that if Rock decides to file a report at a later date, the department will be able to, will be available to carry out an investigation.
0: Oh, um, oh, oh, because I'm sorry. Do you want him to be murdered by members of the Black community? Like, honestly, like, I, <laughs> we're hold so on. quick. I, I, I just, we're so quick to bring in the police into every little fucking thing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and then um, the Motion Picture Academy issued a statement that said that they do not condone violence of any form. Um, and uh, so, didn't
0: they nominate Bradley Cooper's sniper six times?
1: Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on here, but there is like some very important background that- um, I'm just pointing
0: out the hypocrisies, Aaron, because oh. we won't be able to keep them straight during the actual discussion. <laughs> so I'm trying to get them out when I can.
1: Yeah, and so also um this isn't the first time that Chris Rock um poked at the Smiths. It was in 2016 where Chris Rock made some comments about them boycotting the Oscars, I think because all of the nominees were too white or something. Yes. Um but yeah, th- so Chris Rock does have a history of of needling Jada more than he should or unnecessarily. And so, as it is wont to do, Twitter lost its goddamn mind.
0: Okay, let me introduce y'all to the concept of the white gaze, because that's what Black people are living with today, okay? The white gaze is the assumption that the default observer is coming from a perspective of someone who identifies as white or the people of color can feel the need to take into account the white readers observe the white observers reaction so tony morrison analyzing whiteness in american literature said what happens to the writerly imagination of a black author who is at some level always conscious of representing one's race to or in spite of a race of readers that understands itself to be the quote universal or quote race free. She calls it the little white man that sits on your shoulder and checks out everything you do or say, you sort of knock him off and you're free, unquote. So that's what she talked about with rejecting the white gaze. And it's, it's akin to the male gaze, right? So whiteness looks over this fence at think about like, Um, A plantation owner looking over to the slave quarters and watching, like, you know, Black people dancing and singing and and carrying on like that, frolicking, for example. So the white gaze is a very important concept to really underpin here. And when I was on radio, I didn't mention it because I just I literally just got up to the news. But it's it's I think if we're looking at this, um, that's part of the context.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's the whole issue is like really, really complex because you have to be able to hold so many truisms in your mind at once. Right. Like, right. Should Will Smith have slapped Chris Rock? No, that was inappropriate for many reasons. Should Chris Rock have made the joke? Absolutely not. Um, Because it is an autoimmune disease not just baldness, as Jesse Brown is wont to call it. <laughs> Ice-T
0: just liked one of my tweets, and I'm super excited about this. Ooh. Uh, yes. Look at you.
1: Yes. Ah. Um, just follow
0: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In addition, um, you know, Will Smith kind of leaping to Jada's defense and actually going to, you know, pro- quote unquote, protect her is – a form of toxic masculinity for mm-hmm. sure but also black women have typically not had the support and the protection of anyone let alone black men historically you know yeah so I think that it's just a very and- complex thing and like so people are like well the joke was bad I'm like Okay, sure, the joke was bad, but also she has a disability. And so is the joke bad because it's about a disabled person or is it a bad joke because it wasn't funny? We need to be clear about what we're saying.
0: When we say centering Black voices, this is a fucking good example. Jesse Brown's comments and some other comments could use a little depth. To be honest. And it, it and I'm I'm using his comment to just to say that the issue isn't violence versus non-violence. The issue is wrapped mm-hmm. up in yes, toxic masculinity or the patriarchy, sure. But it's also wrapped up in massage noir. Mm-hmm. It's also wrapped up in a massage noir that forces black women black young black girls to be viewed as adults why does that matter because that goes into black women not being protected white women are always protected everybody's Mm -hmm. jumping to to jump in front of an in and, and protect white women's innocence which is something that i wish what's her name julie lalonde would take into account when she's sharing her hot takes because it's not cool Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big aspect of it. Will and Jada Pinkett Smith are basically Black royalty. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. You don't start popping off your mouth at Black royalty just like that. Unless it's like Bill Cosby and it's been proved. You know what I mean? You just <laughs> don't, right? On top of that, um, so Black women are like, wait a minute, nobody ever protects us. To see a Black man protect his black wife is a whole nother set of 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 considerations about black love about black masculinity and let's talk about black masculinity Mm -hmm. let's talk about black hyper masculinity so these are all within context that this took place and so unless you're willing to unpack all of that just stay out of it there's a lot to unpack and you know we're not going to unpack everything on this podcast but I think there's a lot going on also white women have this way of thinking that every man is like their abusive father or brother or or ex-husband or husband or something and I'm like no that's circling that's that's centering whiteness right
1: Yeah. And I'm also seeing a lot of comments about, oh, you know, Will Smith shouldn't have jumped to Jada's defense because she's more than capable of defending herself.
0: That's that's white feminism right there.
1: That's white feminism, but it's also that massage noir thing, right? Because she's equally as deserving as being, quote unquote, protected as a white woman.
0: Ah, exactly. 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 Great point.
1: And then there's like this other conversation where, you know, this all took place right before the award was being handed out for um, best documentary feature that Questlove won.
0: Right. And, And that took it away. And apparently his speech was moving.
1: Yeah. And so like Twitter was all like agog with this Will Smith thing because everyone didn't know if it was staged or real. And People were like, hey, but Questlove won, Questlove won, Questlove won. And someone got into my mentions being like, well, it it took away from Questlove's moment. That's disrespectful. Why? Because Twitter wasn't paying attention? Yeah, those were. Like people in the room still got to witness him giving his speech and accepting his award. And maybe, yeah, their heads were elsewhere. They were still in the room. It was only people on Twitter who were like, frantic about what was happening and trying to figure it out yeah it's it's not great but I mean it's it's just like pitting two black men against each other that I I don't really like it
0: I know I know I I really think that okay so Questlove won for best doc yeah Or best short. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I think it's really interesting that I saw an article about how it's been like a while since um, a best actor or actress was black. Like Mm, the best actor. Yeah. A best actor.
1: Well, probably both.
0: Yeah. Both. Which I think in the black actress sense only happened once with Halle Berry. Yes. I think she's the first. It's interesting to me that this Oscar seems to be trying to sort of repeat that. And now what we're talking about is a white gaze on a quote unquote black moment. I just find this really, really fucking interesting that the takeaway is how dare will use violence, how dare will how dare will protect his wife, because that's toxic masculinity. And I'm like, actually, I see it like this. Chris Rock has a stand up that talks about how nobody's above an ass whooping. And I feel like Chris Rock was always that kid who got an ass whooping (laughs) (laughs) because he needles people. He does this all the time. Right. I also I'm also old enough to remember when a clip was going around where Chris Rock laughed when Ricky Gervais used the N word. I'm also old enough to remember Chris Rock's good hair documentary, which is Mm -hmm. another sense of irony. I'm old enough to remember Chris Rock talking about his black daughters, which is a whole nother level, right? So again, um, it seems to me that everybody's talking about Will Smith's actions. Everybody white is talking about Will Smith's actions. Everybody who's black is talking about Chris Rock. And I find that interesting. Mm. Because white people love this personal responsibility bullshit. Right? Oh well, violence is never the answer. White people talking about violence is a fucking joke. Yeah. Okay. It's it's as much of a joke as as Putin talking about denazifying Ukraine. Okay. It's a fucking joke. Ain't nobody knows violence like white people, especially against us. So, and everybody else who's not white and their own people. So I, I, white people talking about how violence is wrong is a fucking joke to me because they will consistently engage in administrative violence, institutional violence, but that violence is okay. The structural violence that white people unleash on black people and indigenous people and other people of color is a whole nother level. So when white people want to make a comment about these things, They need to leave me out of this violence thing. Okay. Mm. Because I'm sorry. Is there not a war going on? Mm -hmm. Like, get yourselves together. Yeah. Okay. Gather yourselves before you open your mouths, first of all. So that's a joke. Second of all, all this, all these priceless fucking respectability politics, Black people too, need to get the fuck on. Okay, Eh, oh, why are we behaving in front of white people? That is you playing to the white gaze. That is you playing to white supremacy. Okay. Third, would Will Smith have done that to a white comedian?
1: I mean, could I? I don't even want to know what the internet would be doing right now.
0: Exactly.
1: Like I don't even want to. Like even as a thought exercise. No, thank you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I don't even like imagine, 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 right? But, you know, it's two black people. They're violent anyway, so fuck them.
1: Well, you know what? That's a great segue to my next point, which is, you know, these are two black men in a quote unquote professional environment and we expect better of them. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, we regularly normalize violence from white men in the workplace, Ooh. in sports, Ooh. Where, where, violent, where fighting is not the conceit of the sport like boxing or MMA. And specifically, I'm talking about hockey. Hockey is a sport in which you don't need to fight. And in fact, there are penalties and consequences for fighting. And yet people are always criticizing hockey being like, oh, well, it's not as exciting anymore. There's not enough fighting and all of these things. But don't worry. It's a sport, so it's okay. Because that's an okay expression of masculinity.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Absolutely no thank you.
0: Yes. Woo. No. That's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful part. Like, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful analysis because I, I, I truly, I truly agree with that. I mean, white men, white men concocting violence is entirely acceptable in our society. That's that's the violence we accept. Aha. Mm-hmm. OK, that's the violence. That's OK. And you're right about hockey. Well, sports in general, but you're right yeah. about hockey, you know. I mean, w- apparently wars aren't violent. Hockey mm-hmm. and sports aren't violent, or these are all acceptable violence, pieces of violence because they're done by white men. And yeah. it's amazing to me how much structural violence we accept, how much gender-based violence we accept by the way, especially against Black women. But as soon as somebody defends a Black woman, it's a problem. OK, then it's toxic. Mask. No, it's not the same thing, people. It's not no. the same thing because the context ain't the same. You know.
1: Hmm. Meanwhile, these, you know, Will Smith's being called violent, dangerous. Judd Apatow literally tweeted he could have been killed. I'm sorry. Who? I'm Judd Apatow. Well,
0: what? I, knew, I
1: always knew he was a dick. I knew it. He could have been killed. My guy. No, that is not it. Not it. So people think that Will Smith is now unhinged. Probably also because. Where, where was
0: called- all that energy with James Franco?
1: Yeah, well, exactly.
0: Okay, so fuck. judge. I Pure out of control rage. Judge Apatow claims Will Smith could have killed Chris. You know what? This is racist, okay? This is racist. This is racist. Because basically, you are perpetuating the notion of Black criminality and and the white supremacy of, of violent Black men who act like, it's the King Kong analogy, man, but without the white woman.
1: Mm hmm. Yes. Right. OK, well, the white women were in the audience.
0: Well, exactly. Because because we must protect white women at all costs. hmm. That's like there's oh, there's so much to this. Oh, my gosh. The wh- Listen, white people. Stay out of black people's business. Seriously, I've been wanting to say this for a while. Because yeah. you all have hot takes. Yeah. And you have no context around the takes because you're one black friend. You can't even protect from the rain. So I don't even know what to say about you. You can't protect her from the rain. <laughs> what kind of friendship is that?
1: Uh, every time you I ask you to hang out and you're like, it's raining. I'm like, yeah. So and you're like, I'm not coming. And I'm like, yeah. OK, fine.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't. No, no, no. And I just got my hair done. OK, so. This rain thing, I literally said this on radio. I want everybody to know. This is how I know whether or not you really have a Black friend. Okay? Because if you don't know about the rain thing and you claim to have a Black friend, I know you're full of shit. (laughs) Because this this has been talked about numerous times. Okay. So, uh, Judge Apatow is... Maybe he should be our our co-misogynist of the week at at at, yeah, like with that take. Oh yeah, and then he deleted the tweet. The internet never forgets, my guy. I know, I know, I know. Speaking of a deleted tweet, I have a good one Mm. because I was smart enough to um, I was actually smart enough to screen cap it before it was deleted um Amanda Amanda Paris uh had a really good tweet she said assault is wrong alopecia is a painful experience that many black women go through and should not be joked about the concept of being quote the protector quote can be a form of ma- toxic masculinity black women are rarely protected and deserve to be protected all of these things can be true at the same time people hmm okay and that is why things are just so damn difficult oh Mia Farrow had a problematic tweet too Uh because Mia Farrow can never be on the right side of race I mean the correct side not the right side maybe she is on the right side (laughs) so her tweet was something about how you know it was dumb actually I don't really like Miro Farrow's takes, and somebody reminded us about how in 1973, Native American actor Shashin Littlefeather was booed by Hollywood at the Oscars before being mocked by Clint Eastwood and almost physically assaulted by John Wayne simply for asking that Indigenous people not be dehumanized in film. The Academy said nothing for Littlefeather. And John Wayne had to be held back by other men from physically attacking this woman. <sighs>
1: yeah. So, Erica, I think maybe we should maybe transition to a quick little a quick little reprieve of all of this bullshit. And that is, um, I think, my favorite, my best dress of the night. And I'm sure yours. Yeah. It was Zendaya. Zendaya. Oh, God. That skirt.
0: Woo! Ugh. Oh the That's... whole the whole outfit was so simply put together, yet looks so regal. And when she showed up, by the way, there's a thread going around Twitter of Zendaya in suits.
1: Mm. Like not mm-hmm. the show,
0: but in suits. Mm-hmm. She showed up with a perfectly ta- that is what a tailored suit looks like, people. This is why you get that shit tailored. Mm-hmm. OK, because mm-hmm. it fits you like that. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to say that the
1: tailoring of the blouse. Oh, my God. Oh, get a tailor. People get a tailor. Seriously. Honestly, here's the or secret. A seamstress. Here's the secret. You don't need to buy expensive clothing. You can buy clothing from H&M and Zara as long as you get it tailored to fit you. Bam. That is the key. Anyway, that's my secret. You're welcome. Anyway, so let's just go back to all of this situation. Sachi Cole just tweeted out, the real pleasure in this is watching non-Black people scrounge around looking for a way to talk about the slap, knowing full well no one wants to hear from them. Exactly. (laughs) If you need any Priyanka Chopra jokes, I'll be over here minding my business.
0: (laughs) I love, yes, 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 yes. See, that's exactly how it should be treated. okay? because you all will get it wrong and somebody like me will drag you. But that's why you all subscribe to this podcast so you could get it right. Right, (laughs) Aaron?
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: But have you subscribed? That is the question.
1: That's the question. So make sure you subscribe becoming paid subscriber to get full access to every single podcast, including interviews and full podcasts. Listen, the Ontario election's coming up and it's going to be full steam ahead. So make sure you subscribe badbitchypodcast.substack.com and uh, we will catch you next time.
0: Bye. Bye!